Now one of the problems here is the Chazal point out that the Pusik is alluding to three trumas. It says Daber truma. Daber is a lotion of strong. Whenever it says Daber, it's strong. As opposed to Emor. Amira is softer. It's a request? It's almost like an order. It's more of a command. It's a command. Tell them. And then it says, Know what Vyikhu means? Take. Take means you put the, you put the, the, the force, you enforce it. Then it says, the second part of the Pasuk says, Me'eis kol ish, asher yidvenu libay tikhoshumas. You should only take my truma from someone whose heart, Me'eis kol ish, from any man, asher yidvenu libay, whose heart motivates him, tikhu as trumas. You should take my truma. Yeah. Then it says, "The zayis hatruma asher tikchum eitam." So it seems, and then it no, it says, "Meisluch shenu denu libay." Then it says, "Tikchum again." You should take my truma. It says, "Meisluch shenu denu libay." That means not an obligation. That's a donation. And then it says again, "Tikchum es truma." So you should take my truma. So the first thing you have to understand is it seems like there are three trumas alluded to in this passage. Because it says three times. Three times. And it says two two of them it seems to be. That's the first. There are three. Let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi starts with the words Tikhu as Trumasi. Omru Rabbi Sainu. Our sages have said. Shalois Trumois Amuros Khan. Three trumos are spoken of over here. Achas, trumas beka lagilgoilus. One is the truma which was comprised of a beka, that was a certain measure of silver, per head. Lagilgoilus, per head. Shinaasu mehem ho adonim. They made from them the adonim. What adonim is? Sockets. The basis, that's the base. They stuck the boards walls, the, the, the boards, around the mission. <clears throat> like it's explained later on in Perak Eile Pekude. Va'achas, Trumas Hamizbeach. One is the Trumas Hamizbeach. What does Trumas Hamizbeach mean? The Truma to buy the carbonis of the Mizbeach. Beka legolgoilus. It's also a beka legolgoilus. Lekupa, lekupais for the boxes, the pushkis. Liknois mehem to acquire from them carbonois tzibur. And a special pushkis, we put that in. You bought in the carbonois tzibur. And then the achas trumas hamishkan. And then there was a trumas hamishkan, which was nidvas kol echod veechod. That each individual gave what he wanted. So we have, there was a special, interesting, even though the sockets was part of the building of the Mishkan, there was a special truma collection made for the silver sockets. And the, and the general Mishkan was 13 different objects, and that they were all together. All was, one, was considered one, one pushka. And then there was a pushka for Karbonis Tzibur. Hear that? It was a special pushka for only for sockets? Sockets. Special truma for sockets. Made a collection only for sockets. It says, the Rashi finishes off, Yud Gimel Dvarim, there are 13 things, Ha'amurim Be'inyin, that are spoken of over here, the next two psukim. Kulam Hutzrechul, they were all required, the Melechus HaMishkan, 
Oyle big day kahuna. Or for big day kahuna, kishetidak dek bahem. When you'll be midak dek in him. When you'll, you know, carefully scrutinize how much it is. Now, the first thing I want to try to explain is what the three, what does the three relate to? So the, the Sfarim say that the three relate to the others. Yeah? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. What was Avraham's greatness? Right, it's true. But Avram, it says in the Gemara, was the first one. Right, but the Lush in the Gemara is, he was the first one to call HaKadosh Baruch Hu His whole chesed was predicated on his awareness. Because he realized that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was directing the world at this very second. That was what, I, what he was doing. We'll see in a second. Yitzchak represented Avoida. He was the one who sacrificed himself. Yaakov represented a unique era in Klai Yisrael, the Gulfs. Right? Yaakov. Yaakov represents the Jew in the Gulfs. So like this. The Adonim are related to the word Adam. The, the Adonim are the, what supports the whole structure. When we say Hashem is called the Adon, the Master, we, th- we see it, we think of it as Hashem controlling. It means controlling, means everything this very moment, it hinges upon Him. The word Adon, the word Adonim are related to each other. A socket is called the Adon of this house. He's the Master of the house. Because the house stands on Him. If all the boards hinge on this Rely atoloi and dependent upon the sockets. Foundation. Foundation. That's the foundation. Then we have Yitzchak. Yitzchak represents the carbonus. And then we have the building of the Mishkan in general. So Avraham relates to the first Truma, Yitzchak relates to the second Truma, and Yaakov relates to the third Truma. What needs just to be understood yet is the relationship between Yaakov and the Mishkan, because Yaakov represents Torah. What was the, the essence of the Mishkan? The Orain Ha'edus. Know, know what the, the Mishkan was called? The Mishkan Ha'edus. It was the Mishkan for the Luchas, for the Ori. The essence of the... That's why since Yaakov represented Torah, therefore, the Mishkan represents Torah. But now we have to understand like this. Why should, knowing that foundation, we can begin to understand a window into why two of them had to be an obligation and one of them had to be an adava. But I want you to hear that the first the the the, the, the truma of the Mishkan, which is the Mishkan Ha'edus. That's why the first 
thing they were commanded to build is the Asu Aron Atzishit. And the first Kali they made was the Aron. That's because the Aron is the foundation. And the foundation, spiritual, that's the, rep- the spiritual representation. The Aron is the first and foremost of the Kali. Sackets. That's Avram. The second one from the Kabbanas. Titzchak. Yeah, and the third one to the Mishkan in general. What what has has Aaron to do this? Because the third one to build the Mishkan means to build Aaron all the things in the Mishkan. Mm-hmm. Building the Mishkan doesn't mean just the, the walls. It means building the objects, making the, the begodim everything, and that the essence of the. Which, which one is supposed to be before? it's not an obligation? The last one. The, the, for the Mishkan in general. The Korbanis, obligation. The Adonim, obligation. And the Mishkan, not obligation. That's the one that has to have Nidvenu Libay. Yeah. That's why the Ramban is bringing down from the Chazal that um, and when it brings down the mitzvah of the Oran, it doesn't instead it by all it says but Oran. You should make Mizbeach. You make this. You make this. By Oran it says Vaasu, and they should make. It was a mitzvah on everybody. And this we shall explain tomorrow to understand this difference. seems like an Adain, I mean, the, the Kud has to be like this. The thinking process is to be. The Adain factor doesn't depend. The relationship of a human being to Akadosh Baruch Hu as his Adain is not one of choice. That's fact. That's reality. No. That means it's not when you, what you call a, if you want to, yes, if you don't want to, no. You may have a choice to do it or not, but it's an obligation. That's not, it's not one of these, uh, it's, a, it's a reality. To acknowledge that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the master. To acknowledge it? Yeah. To, to relate to it. To When I, when I mean cho- when I mean choice is like it's it's not a cho- it's, I'm, I'm capable of making a choice, but it's not something that's a 50-50. That's something I'm supposed to do. That's the fact. Not doing it, if I choose not to relate, relate to Hashem, it's not like choosing not to take a certain course. It's a denial of reality. So it's something that I have to know. There are some things that I have to know, and there are some things that I have a choice. I don't. Ha- I could or I could not. I don't have to. Relating to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as an adai, subjugating oneself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as a carbon. That's reality. I mean, the only one to be oivid is Hashem. That Hashem owns me. That's the reality. It's the main, main subject. Yeah? It's it's not it's not a, it's not a it's not, a, it's, not, a, it's, not, a, it's, not a, it's not if you want to shtay you do it and that, it, that's what that's it and for some reason we'll see the mishkan is something that that's a choice to have a kodesh baruch Hu 
live amongst you. Because I told you the sockets relates to the foundation. That Hashem is the foundation of the world. That's not a choice. That's a reality. Mishkan itself is what degree I have a relationship with Hashem. Mishkan means to say that I have Hashem's, I'm already such a high level that I have Hashem's presence amongst me, with me, the Hashem living amongst me. That's already a. <clears throat> you have this a little bit, Ruben? Yeah, I'm trying to see it in the Pusik, though, the, the, how it relates to each uh, terminal. No, it's based to Rashi. Rashi brings us down. There are three. It down, but I don't see how the three in the Pusik. It says. The Yaku. It says, May Ace Kol Ish Asheyu Venali Boy. That's Shum Samishkan. And then it says, Tikhu Shumas. So it's not the same order. No, no, no. Yeah. no. I'm saying it's in order. Yeah. What was the first one you were referring to? Uh, the third. Adonim. Only because Rashi says that order. Rashi says the order. Adonim, Karbonus, and Mishka. Rashi says, Shalish Trumas, Amuraska. Reaching higher levels is something which falls more into the realm of choice. It's basic obligation. I mean, theoretically, I could choose, but a basic obligation, you're supposed to, you're not supposed to, if you choose wrong, you fail. Can we, can we make any correspondence to, to how we look today? Sure. So where these have to be given? Of course. I mean, relates to Hashem. He's, 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 he's not sure if he acknowledges Hashem as the master of the world. He's in deep uh, doo-doo. But how does one, how does one, I mean, one makes donations to a, you The donation, when, uh, the donation represented my acknowledgement uh-huh. and my support for this issue. Uh-huh. That's what it, uh, it, is, it doesn't have to necessarily be a financial. Not today. I mean, support I mean, today. I mean it might, it, it might, Manifest itself sometimes in that fashion. It was not. There are certain f- issues that will arise that may be what you call uh, fundamental, crucial. That those issues of, of, of supporting such a such an enterprise will be whether you do not is dependent by whether you acknowledge Hashem as the master of the world or not. How do, we, how do we correspond to the Mishkan today? Is there any correspondence? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Sure. The Mishkan today is the degree that a person willingly makes himself a Kali for Hashem's residence. For Hashem to reside in one of us, in each of us, what needs to be is we have to make ourselves a personal, build a personal Mishkan. Bilvavi Mishkan Evne. In my heart, I have to build a Mishkan for Hashem. You know what a Mishkan for Hashem is? It means to say you're 24-7 and there's no side focus. Now that's a Madrega. That doesn't have to be like that. You have to understand, a person that's not focused on Hashem 24-7 and is not withdrawn from the world is not a Russian. It may not be a tzaddik, but he's not a Russian. A person who doesn't acknowledge that Hashem is the foundation, the master of the world, is out of it. He's out of the loop. The guy who doesn't understand the avoided, that the one to worship is Hashem, and there is nothing else to worship Hashem, is out of the loop. The person who doesn't make himself a mishka is not out of the loop. He's just not a mishka. That's, the, that's where the difference is. Mishkan is related to Kedusha. Kedusha means you raise yourself a level 
above the norm. That's what Kedush is. No, no. Normal is 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 madruga. No, this normal has different levels. Normal means there's two kind of normals. There's normal relative to the people next door to you. There's normal relative to yourself. That's a big difference. Relative to the people around you, normal means to be like them. You're not really aspiring for any greatness. Normal for yourself means it's inspiring for greatness, and I'm getting. I'm not going to play make believe tzaddik. I'm going to get there. In the right madriga, but that's my goal. So you increase incrementally, you grow slowly but surely. Building a Mishkan doesn't take overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day, the Mishkan also wasn't built in a day. So, um, but there's a process. That process of undertaking to build a Mishkan is a it's one that is, see, the whole madrega of building a mishkan of yourself, it's only predicated on the fact you could only get into this if you want to get into this course. It's not you have to get into this course. If you get into this course with a feeling of, I have to, then you, never can, you, can, you can never graduate this course. That's the nakudi. If a person says, I have no choice but to worship Hashem. That's just being pragmatic. That's being reasonable. He's right. He has no choice. There's no one else to worship. He can worship trees. But But if a person could say, you know, I'm forced to acknowledge Hashem as my master. That's, you're right. Whether you you force it or not force it, it doesn't make a difference. That's, That's reality. But a Mishkan, you can't build force. You can't make yourself a Mishkan in a forced way. To grow in Madagregas, it has to be something that I want to do. It's kind of like give a, to give a bad muscle. Everybody's got to go to elementary school. Everybody's got to go to high school. But you don't have to go to medical school unless you choose to. No, but it's a different, different thing. Why? Because... because it's the right way to do, it's the right way to go, and we have to go somewhere. And this is the only way. No, because success, the, the levels of success that a person reaches is also a choice. That's a choice. What do you mean? It's, it's if, if the person have, has an ability to, to, Be a to go, to, to go, nope. to go, let's, let's say, and, and this is the only direction to go. He has to go. No. He has, he has, he no. Has no. Let's say a person could be a doctor. Choose not to. He'll never get credit for being a doctor. It's a pity he didn't choose to be a doctor. But that doesn't make him a bad person. The person that doesn't become the Mishkan, I mean, it's something he could have done. You know what I mean? Let's say Avram Avinu didn't become Avram Avinu. Wouldn't have been in Russia, would have been a pity. I'll give you a classic example. Take Noyach. Right? Noyach was destined, his destiny was to become Moshe. To be the shepherd of the people. Moshe is a Gilgo of Noyach. But Noyach was a Tzaddik, Noyach was in Russia. He just never. It means it was his, he didn't raise the goal. He created for. Yeah, but we, but, but, no, 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 no. He didn't. That's me- why he, he came. Well, it might be just opposite that Hashem gave him a second chance to go higher. Because he didn't reach it. No, but I, I understand. But not, but it, there's, there's two things. Sometimes Noach might have gotten it because of Hashem gave him an offer, or because of a punishment. It's not a punishment necessarily. It's not a punishment. No, so it's maybe it's an offer. Maybe he chose that. Maybe Hashem said to him, would you like to go further? He said, yeah, okay. I put party in my Shabbat. <clears throat> See, most of us, when we talk about Gilgul, because we, we messed up, we, need, we have to rectify. We didn't do what we needed to do. 
Not you don't come back to Gilgulim because you didn't reach your potential. You come back for Gilgulim forcibly. If you messed up, you didn't rectify. <coughs> you didn't get a passing grade. You weren't a decent. You weren't a mensch. Now, for being a decent mensch doesn't mean that you have to hear both sides of the coin. There's nothing wrong with being a decent mensch. But don't think, expect for being a decent mensch and enjoying this world, you're going to get credit like you were a basic English. You understand? You're not going to be... You won't make a difference in, in this world. Make, make, you might be a better, live a decent life. And you have to know how to measure people like that. So a guy who was a Russia... And he, did, he, needs, he, didn't, he didn't rectify, he didn't do what he was supposed to do, his mission. So then he's a failure. Rent is a very important thing to the person to hear, you should know. It's a way of, you know, getting a clear viewpoint. And so we, when we tell somebody, we see what we, the Torah tells us is when the guy is not from. Or a guy is from, he doesn't want to become from her. So the HR tells all the all of them, you're a nice person. You're a decent person. You don't have to go further. He tries to get you to think in your mind that becoming a Shemr Shabbos is like becoming a Mishka. And he, the Frum Jew who doesn't learn Torah at all, who's disconnected from certain fundamental mitzvahs, he tells them, so you're not a Rav. Who says you have to be a Kyle guy? Instead. And it's not true. Because there's certain obligations that everybody's obligated. That's not a choice. That's an obligation. Then you have the guy who's already a, a guy who does, he's doing all the mitzvahs. Doing all the mitzvahs. He's a decent fellow. Decent fellow. All of a sudden he gets an opportunity to become an astronaut. You don't have to become an astronaut. Here's a guy at 35 years old gets an opportunity to go to medical school. The nice, decent person is making a living, but it's an opportunity from the idealistic point of view. That opportunity here is available, you could really help a lot more people than you're helping right now. You could make an impact. So here's, here's Hashem give a person a choice, an option. Do you want to stay, get some higher degree of. And a person says, no. If you're not a Russia, you're a shaita. <laughs> You understand? It may be foolish, not a Russia. That's a person that's there. See, there are levels. It's definitely opportunistic and definitely smart to seize any opportunity of growth to maximize your potential and maximize your presence in this world. So that you definitely get a much bigger, you know, you accomplishment, bigger accomplishment. But, but how, how do you know it's, you're, it's hard talking to or you are I just told you the rule. I just explained that, That's why I said what I just said in a minute. Because, because I didn't understand. Oh, so I'll explain. The way you know it is, if you're not doing your obligations, if you're struggling. Here's a person that's very frugal, but he doesn't learn time. He's not a learning guy. He's a working kind of guy. Very airlocky guy. He does daven three times a day, kosher, mitzvahs. But he's not learning. So that guy's missing basis. So, so that's Yitzhar. Not to learn is Yitzhar. Now when the guy's challenged, see, he's a guy who does learn. Learns every day and every night. Something. Those basic obligations. They wouldn't miss a day of learning. Respects Torah. He's a supporter of Torah. Might be the Yitzhah's challenge not to support Torah. Support Torah, that's a, that's a chiv. He's a guy, no? So Yitzhah, when he comes to the person, he's, and, he's, and it's, after the person has an opportunity to now grow and actually get a stake in Torah. Get a stake in Torah. That's not an obligation. Get the yeah. To be a to be a scholar. To be to be to be more. To be scholarly. To be a, to develop 
an area of specialty within Torah. Maybe it's What? So, could it that the person works and supports the Torah and then choose to quit it? Oh, that could be. Yes or no? Yes, no. If the person, if it'll be at the expense of supporting Torah, so it depends. It's true. It's a very good point. So, what do you have to decide? You have to decide, like, let's say somebody was a very big supporter of Torah. Right? The attacker does it very, very well. Learns, learns also, major support. He wants to quit his job to sit and learn all day. So the cheshbon you have to make now to know if it's Yitzhahara or not, if the person could really become somebody who'll make an impact in the entire world, then it could be Yitzhahar If, however, the person will not make an impact in the entire world, so then it's definitely Yitzhahar. His quitting, the supporting issue. But even sometimes not to grow is a Yetzirah, but it's different kind of Yetzirah. Here's a person that's going to continue supporting, but he wants to work less. He wants to work less. Besides, he wants to work less, he wants to learn more. Does he have to? Not necessarily. Not a rush. It won't be a rush if he won't. But he'll be missing a big opportunity. So what the Yetzirah is going to try to get him? Why should he do that for him? See, that's why it's important. This is a very, very important. This is a, this is a very important Kudus we're saying today. Because it, let's say you see somebody, for example, who comes to davening three times a day, but he doesn't learn. You don't denigrate the fact that he comes to davening every day. That's wonderful. The only point of denigration has to be, of criticism, is that the person doesn't learn. If somebody criticizes a balabus, for not being a Tamatov. He's a, he's a Russian. That criticism is trait for criticism. Yeah, yeah. Here I told, just now, I spoke to a number of people. I said, to you, 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 and you, to leave learning, you're going to be patched. Hashem's going to hold you feet to the fire for leaving learning. You know why? Because the only reason you're leaving learning is because you don't like Torah. When you're in a yeshiva, you have support, you have opportunity, you just have no desire, that's erisious. But for the guy who be'emes would like to learn, but he's under financial struggle. I have a guy right next, spoke to the guy today, told the guy, that's nothing wrong with it. Going to work. And why did I tell him that? Because I feel that this person would do anything in the world if he could continue learning. When he came to me four years ago, a younger man, he said, you know, I have the responsibility to support my wife. My wife not to let me learn in Kail. And I said, you're right. I said, it would be nice to have such a wife, but she's not And she's not a bad person for not doing it. Whether you would like her to be that or not. I said, but let's make compromise. His wife said, okay, if he'll go to school at night, I'll let him learn as long as he can. So, he's been doing that. And his wife eventually got a job. I should give him a very good job for his wife. Now, today the Yitzhara came to get a challenge. They said, for next year, she won't have her job. In the business, they're cutting the job in half. So half time, half this, half, you don't get benefits. So now he calls me up, what to do? I said, another challenge. If you have to get a job, you'll get a job. Maybe you'll give your wife another job. You gave her the first one, right? Less than three years. Why do you get another one? That guy, I don't feel is wrong with going to school because he's not running away. He would like to learn. So, Terrence says, should he be moister nefesh? That's wonderful to be moister nefesh. But that's not a chiv. You don't have a chiv to be moister nefesh. Only, only moister nefesh. His nefesh. He has, he has kids, yeah? No, so I'm, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm saying moist nefesh, even if the wife was on the board. You give moist nefesh, you're not moist nefesh, you have kids. So you struggle. Why can't the person struggle? The person can struggle. It's a person's choice. You're going to have to do it. Unless your kids don't have what to eat. 
مطلوب نه انا بسوي المدازه دي I know. I know. That's true. That's that's just. I just say that. It's relative. It's all relative. It's all relative. It's relative. It's relative to what average person has. Yeah, there are a few people, not many, but that don't eat chicken. Let's say a whole shop, a whole week. That's very rare. I'm not talking that mysterious nefesh. But it's mysterious nefesh. Right, and then even then they don't need a quarter; they need an eighth. I've seen people like that. That's you know, they want to learn. The wife wants him to learn. He would like to learn, so they'll buy his kid shoes before he gets shoes. That's his choice. I mean, but uh, the serious nefesh is definitely. Wonderful, but it's not a chiv. That's what I want to explain. That's not the way the chiv is. So a person has to really, every time, figure out. Because it, it really is, you see, the problem is, these are so many sugyas. This is what, what, what we're discussing today is like a culmination of years of discussion. Because in every subject, when you discuss each subject, it's an entire subject. It means a guy challenged by the Sahara. Whether he should work more, uh, work and not learn because he's not going to accomplish anything in learning anyway, so he shouldn't waste his time with learning. Just support his kids or give a check, check to Tzedakah. So yeah, each one is his own sugya to know all those angles. So that, that's that's clearly it's a, Even the Oni has to give Tzedakah. Let's say a person doesn't give any Tzedakah. He says he's an Oni. That's it's her. And even the Oni has to give Tzedakah. So, today we're giving you a shtickle, try an overview of a lot of the kudus here. You see, that's why, for example, let's, let's say what somebody wants to measure what's for him or not. I'll give you an example. There's a guy comes to me and says, I want to go on a cruise. There's a young man that called me last week. I, I called me up from Florida. I said, what are you doing there? I said, no, this man, you're from Florida. I said, mom, half the world is here. I said, you don't belong there. He called me up, Shiloh called me up, because his, his wife is pregnant, he wanted to know if he could go to a zoo down in Florida to see animals or not. I told him, that's not the Shiloh, yes, the Shiloh wrong. Shiloh should get on the plane, next plane and get out of Florida. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for raining on your party, but you're being a Florida. I said, I, tell you, I love you. I said, I tell you honestly. Yeah, what about everybody else? There's nothing wrong with that. But they're not seeing the varm trade for things. So he said, what's chat? You know why? This person is a younger man. A younger man, you're already living a certain lifestyle. You, you assumed a position of somewhat mysterious nefesh. You can't have the best of both worlds. That's what you can't have. That's what a person has to understand. For a balabas to go to Florida, nothing more. Again, as long as he doesn't go make swimming, he doesn't do trace of things. But if he goes to Florida, so he's an idiot. So everybody else goes, he goes to. I mean, he thinks that's mamish like the country, that's the most important thing to do in the winter, you go to Florida. <laughs> they shake them, but. Nothing wrong with it. No, he's a shreik. No, no, because he, because he, need, he, become, he depends on that. He needs that vacation. He needs that, that, that decides. Need, that defines his life. I, I mean, this is silly. It's not. It's not a. It's silly. It's just. It's the difference between Balabas and Balabas is just a working person. He's a working person who learns every day, a little bit a day, a little bit night. Younger man is somebody who's dedicated to Torah. Here's an example. A young man goes out to a restaurant once a week. That's below his dignity. It's not something you do. A balabas, no. It's an adult. He has to do that. You know what I mean? But it's an entertainment. It's part of life's entertainment. This is a, this is a person that has to make a cheshbon of where he's at. There are certain things you don't do because of where you're at. 
Just like even the Balabos. Here's an account. Somebody came to me, a guy who's struggling financially. Somehow he found 12 grand to go on a ski vacation for a week. So the accountant who does his books said to me, is the guy wrong or not? I said, it's definitely wrong. Guy owes a lot of money. Even about us, it's a wrong thing to do. You don't go $12,000 cubic inch. That's, that's more than a shaitan. That's incorrect. It's improper. It's hypocritical. That's the shaitan. It's hypocritical. But here's a balabaz who doesn't have to go to Florida. So you'll make fun of people who go to Florida. Not wrong going to Florida. <laughs> here's a balabaz who doesn't have appreciation ever going out to eat. But his neighbor likes to go out to eat once a week. He's a balabaz. So, what's wrong? That's not wrong with that. You have to hear that. So that's why it's so hard. People have to know. You know it's, every guy hears a schmooze. So if the guy hears a schmooze, the guy's giving a schmooze to certain people. You know, like the Rashiva once got up and he said, you shouldn't eat sandwiches. It's also to eat sandwiches. What he meant is for Yeshiva people to eat sandwiches. We, you know, just now lately we went to a store. It's a foot longs. Foot long sandwiches. Yeah, one foot. <laughs> what is it stuffed with? It's called one foot fully loaded. <laughs> it means everything they have in the house, they throw something in there, and it'll be space of it. I watched the guy make it. It wasn't shy to close that sandwich. It was impossible to close it. So what did the guy do? I said, how are you going to close that sandwich? So the guy took like this huge piece of silver foil, he puts it down, and the sandwich couldn't close, it was just open. And then he just folded the whole sandwich over on the silver foil. I said, I think the guy, want, I think the guy asked to be cut. He said, yeah, I can't cut it now. I cut it after it's all wrapped. <laughs> and then I cut it. <laughs> so that's, it's really like that. So again, so it depends where you're coming from. If you're a bottle boss, that's, you know what I mean? It might be, if you're, what should we call it? Shiva Bachar says, not for you. It's not something you should do. That's what a person has to do. Hmm. Somebody just called me up. He wants to, he wants to do cure. He wants to take kids to a ball game. So I said to the guy, do you want to go to the ball game? Yeah. I said, it's straight. I'm going. If you don't want to go to the ball game, you just do it for the kids, then it's fine. You know what? You know, when you're in Gizra, he has a ball night out. You know, well, well so a bunch of tip shim. Uh, the rough goes, that's a chilosh. Baseball cat. That's not, that's, that's the discussion. But, uh, if a balboz goes to a ball game, I say, okay, I feel bad for you, but it's not, not a rish. See, you really have to, you, you have to, person, that keeps shaggy, that keeps changing. See, that, that, that aliyah where a person's holding certain things the guy did keeps on fluctuating. Because you're in a better place you were a year ago, you're not in the same place. I told you, man, what do you go to Florida for? It's not, it's not a covenant for you. It's not, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not, you don't do that. Is there anything wrong, though, with telling other people that, you know, the goal of uh, being grown is, is to is, it's growth oriented, and then if you're not growing, well, you're... there's different levels of growth. You have to realize if somebody doesn't grow to become a tzaddik, he's not a rush. If but you don't grow, you do you're telling people that that's what you should be doing? You should be growing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You have to tell them this. It's an optional. You can't tell somebody has to be a tzaddik. But if he thinks that that's you know, he's, Again, he's holding you, on, he's doing mitzvahs. So you can tell a person. You could make an educated person to the potential of growth, the potential of tzitkis. That, yeah. You know what I mean? So when the father calls the guy, calls, calls the rabbi up, and the rabbi says, listen, my son learns in Kailu, does everything I do, you know what I mean? That can't be. See, that doesn't work. That's, that's, that's the theory. But, but doesn't everybody have to grow to whatever their potential is? I mean, even a balabas. That's the yeah. summer, can't stay standing. Yeah, of course. So we just explain. Within... The but framework. Keep moving forward has different meanings. It's maintaining life. It's doing mitzvahs, maintaining connection. A person has to maintain a, a relationship with his wife. 
a good one. Right? Does it have to get better? No. You know what it has to get better? If it's bad. It means if you if you have anger, you have to rid yourself of the anger. But if I have a good relation with my wife, I don't have to have a great relationship. I'm not a Russia if I don't make it great. If you do, you're a tzaddik. There's a big difference between being a tzaddik and not being a Russia. That's the Nakudi. person wants to have a relationship with his wife. Is he able to do certain things? That, that yeah, but the, the first to shout out, yes, why you So most people want a relationship with their wife for the wrong reason. Most people want a good relationship with their wife for two, two basic reasons. Either to avoid service or to maximize their personal happiness. There are very few people who want to have a better relationship with their wife for the purpose of steiging in the relationship with Hashem. That's why, you know, you know what the Raya is? The Raya is that when somebody comes to the Rav and tells the Rav, my wife's fighting with me, and the Rav says, okay, here's your wonderful opportunity to steig in the eyes of Hashem. Become a Rodev Shal. So, no, what am I going to gain from that? My wife's going to have her way. She, she's going get to her, get her way if I give in to her. I'll be ready to show them. I'll be close to Hashem maybe, but I'm not going to be close to my wife. That shows you, you don't care about Hashem. All you care about is yourself. See, the guy who's not a road they've shown. You don't yourself. It's not my fault. Yeah, it's a personal... It's a benefit. What? To, to withstand and to, to prove that you're right. And <coughs> sure, I feel good. What do you mean? Yeah, really? You go for sure. it. <laughs> I listen, the whole world's doing it. <laughs> you ask people, you ask people, what are you doing this for? What do you mean? I can't be a shmata. <laughs> can't be a shmata. You might be pragmatic. <laughs> Eventually, you get worn down. <laughs> So again, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But what you want to do in every situation that you're doing, you want to do it to gain points with Hashem if you can also. So how do you do that? Let's say okay, so your wife says, I want to go out to eat. You're not in the mood to go out to eat. So you say, HaKadosh Baruch I know you're watching, and I want to become a better person. My wife is a Jew like every any other Jew. And if some other Jew would ask me to do them a favor, I would do it. But since my wife, I want, I, I want to say, I'm not in the mood. Well, I don't want to do it, right? So you do it anyway. That's a big mitzvah. Yeah. I enjoy going to eat. Okay. Stay on the call. Enjoy going to eat. You're kind of alive. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a person. Okay, so then why did you do that? What's that? Can you stop me? <laughs> 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 Maybe I like home cooking. I'd rather be home sometimes. I don't know. So I'm not sure you're talking about something. Okay, you're right. So, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're not in the mood. I can put you're not in the mood. <laughs> well, I guess sometimes you're not in the mood. They're serving steaks in the mood. Sometimes I can go there. Okay. It's not bad. I'm good at it. challenge, the biggest challenge I think also is when you have a father that has children that are learning. That are learning? So the same challenge arises also then. At what point does the father tell the children it's time to go to work 
at what point is it either wrong to tell them to go to work, or at what point is it silly to tell them to go to work, and, or at what point is it correct to tell the person to go to work. I've seen, I've seen all three situations. I've seen fathers who... Wrong and silly at the same time? No, no, no. Wrong means it's criminal. Wrong means it's just a son is staggering. And the son, a father's inside. I tell you, just a mice. I'm sure it was on Lakewood. Somebody called me from Israel. A couple had a major fight. That was the fight. The husband tells the wife, "I'm thinking of becoming a rebbe." She says, "I don't want to be. I don't want to have a husband a rebbe." She says, "He said, no, I mean, I want to become a shiva. Want to make it big." The wife went berserk. She said, "That's the case. I think we have to do something about that right now." I will not marry a Rosh Hashiva. They're learning Kailu right now. <laughs> so I said to her, no, she's just joking. He said, no, no, she's not. I said, let me talk to her. I said, is it true? She says, 100%. She said, during the Shiva, she told me this once. He once made this joke to me also, uh, that he made one of, maybe wants to stay, maybe wants to go to Chinuch, maybe wants to become a Rosh Hashiva. I said, oh no, I'm not marrying that. I said, what difference does it make to you? I said, you have the money. Is it a money thing? She said, no, it's not the money. You have the money. My, my family has the money to support. I don't want, I don't want to marry that like a lifestyle. <laughs> so I said, to the, I said to the girl, you are an anti-Semite. <laughs> I said, you are a very bad, evil person. I mean, for the wrong, I mean, for no reason. Just, I don't want to have a husband. I said, if I told you he was a plumber, I said, at least he's working. <laughs> He said, why should there be a so hard to make a me? She wants some. It's a chivas for her. For her, she sees learning as Pashat the most, uh, you know, Love, degrading type of thing. That's one example. Then you have an example of a son that's steiging, and the parents are able to support. Not long ago, they, they call me up, it's such a couple like that, supporting the kid 12 years. And the son's tackle learning, very serious about it. But they think, you know, it's enough. Come mench. So they went to speak about the Solomon about it. You know, but... Uh, so what did the Rav say? No, it's the Rav talking about it. If you have the means and the sun's growing, well, why not let him go? Right there. What's what, what, are, what are you concerned about? The concern was, you know, that maybe they didn't view terrorists so... You know, it's like, okay, I'll play this game for a little while, but it's a game. That's how they view it. Then you have a father that says, no, son, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with my son. I see my son's not going to be a, a, a full-time learner, you know. And if you wait too many years to get experience in the working world, he might not get it. So I want him to have a base of chashivah sotayra. And the father makes it very clear that you have to be machashiv sotayra, you have to live in the sotayra environment, you have to grow as much as you can. But there's nothing wrong with a person you know, being nice of a nice and being bam bam muna, making pranas, nothing wrong with that. You know? Then you have a kid that's just wasting his time. And his father tells him, listen, son, you really should be learning because you have abilities and not learning. But I see you're not learning anyway. <laughs> so then he has to say, listen, you got to be responsible because it's just going to become a breeding ground for more chet. It's a. Uh, when, when, when's a person who is not learning? What is a person that is not learning? What is, what is it? What kind of situation is that? Situation? Give me a situation. Lady calls me today. Lady calls me today. She says, I heard my new son-in-law is davening Meyer at 2 o'clock in the morning. I heard he davening Shachos at 11.30. And he was walking around with his wife on Ben Yehuda Street on Moitzu Shabbos. I said, first thing, let me give you some information. Keep out of their fears. You're going to live a longer and a healthier life. If that's what your kid is like, I mean, there's not much to do about it. I'm going to cut him off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I said, what's that accomplish? Can you hear me alone? Uh, I was not too much. It wasn't because he was learning to do that in the morning. Like, uh, I, I, I don't. I, what I don't know is if it's really 
I asked her, is it a one-time shot? Woke up once. It wasn't 11.30, I'm sure. She said, well, maybe it wasn't 11.30. Maybe it was 10.30. I said, not 10.30, I said, does that happen every day? I said, I think so. I said, is that my at 2 o'clock? I said, if you guy that my at 2 o'clock every night. Of course, he's got 30. He's tired. How does she know? How she was. Probably the door. The door tells her. The door is stupid, yeah. From the daughter herself, it's at 11 30. The daughter says, I don't do my life. <laughs> but uh, I see so many different cases, and this is all the same situation repeating itself over and over. How a person's foul faces this challenge. Here's a girl that says, say to her husband, listen, we don't have the money. I, I, I know it's not very harsh to your sheep. Now, how long is that lifestyle? That's fine. She doesn't have to. What? A girl who doesn't have the money. And she says, I don't want to live that lifestyle. I don't want to live uh, on a low level if, if I don't feel I have to. I mean, is that wrong? So it's not wrong. Yeah, very simple, yeah. You have to worry about counting your pennies, and you have to worry about you know getting an old car, a new car. It was a little bit decent. It's not looking at ostentatious. But is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. But today we live in a situation, society, that's unheard of. I'm telling you, this is since Mountain Terror, we never had such a thing. The fact that so many people are willing to be moisture nefesh. I mean, it's, it's just mind-blowing how the world changed. I find it mind-blowing. Every single girl today that gets married... Every, I mean, every chatzit decent girl wants a guy sitting there learning. I find that amazing. Even a few years. I find that very hard to imagine. Are they, are they realistic? Yeah. Because maybe, maybe it's because of influence they got from the Oh, for sure. For sure. But it was able to influence it. That's, that's my problem. In Europe, they also tried to influence it. Didn't work. Because in Europe, they, they have a different situation, economic situation. No, I understand. Here but, it's yeah, money. but here also, most people are growing up with their, with their father and money. But, uh, yeah. But there were people in Europe that, that, that were moist and effish. Yeah, they, they didn't have All the rough all the tzaddikim, you know. No, 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 no. Well, they, they leave... No, but give an example. In pre-war Europe, right before World War II, yeah. an average yeshiva bacher couldn't get a shidduch. That's why it was the most com- it was common. Bacher, 35 years old, could not find no a shidduch. Nobody, wants nobody would marry. Nobody. You have to have a pernosa. You have to have a job. You know, till the bishiyakov system, you know, started putting out some people who had appreciation to Torah. My grandfather, when he got married, people had big time center. Yeah. European girl, you know, take it away. And that's where there was a lot of chassidim. They married people that weren't even fruit. All the wife had to keep was Taras Mishpacha, but Shabbos Shabbos. It was amazing. To read it, I read about Varsha. How many from chassidim used to go to the shuls Shlibel Friday night, wife go to the movies. It wasn't unheard of, you know what I mean? Why? Because they lived a different lifestyle, and the guy wants to get married. The guy needs to get married. Who's going to marry? With the families who are also from, I mean, these guys came, these Tamachachim these, these came from families, and they had daughters who, who I mean, and other families had daughters, and they would move, they married with them, you know. But the, 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 even that, because the the, 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 the ear, the environment, was that everybody should get somebody who's a mensch who could provide. Hmm. And if a guy, even those families, it was like that. They felt they felt their father looked their fathers as schleppers, if they were schleppers, you know, got a little education. Maybe read books from these people, it's just mind blowing. And see how they spoke about people, how they looked down upon the parents who were like old fashioned. They were wonderful, nice people, struggling, never, you know what I mean? And they talk about the light, and people got some education, people this. And you see the wave of what influenced them, no question about it. Well, Moses, I was always like that. She said, you know, that was Yavna. Yavna, what Yavna did, attempted to do, 
was to teach all the secular knowledge in Europe, which is unheard of. Very, very high level secular knowledge with an appreciation of Torah. To want to marry the Torah. That's Okay. He made a lot, a lot of wealthy Jews, which was an unheard of phenomenon. You know, he made a U.S. government that's amazingly generous. giving, generous. It's all people. Hmm? Not right, not right, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> he just cut down. <laughs> but, but, but also, also part of Hashem's You know why? Hashem's I get you started. Now, you got to pick it up. What's going on today in Eretz Yisrael, and I can't tell you, Pasha, the amounts of money. I have a cousin, one cousin who lost his job. Last year, $3 million he raised in a period of uh, five months. For what? Just for Yungalite to support Eretz Yisrael. And how many to support? Nothing. To give a thousand dollars to younger man, it's three hundred families. It's nothing. Three thousand. Uh, that's that's what's a thousand dollars? How far is that? But today, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. It's going every week. It's in the paper. Every week they're collecting. You see, the daily were getting together. They did it to the people who kept shvias, for example. I remember it was, it was, and there were 50 farmers who kept Shvi's. Now there were 1,800 farmers who kept Shvi's. They raised money from Klai Yisrael for them. You know what I mean? And Hashem, this is the Chesed. This is the Hashem does the Schus. So the first many years, Koyal would have never got off the ground if not for the American government. Koyal got off the ground because of the American government. America? The American government gave assistance, enabled you to, to make it. All the programs. Back in the 60s, when the show started, I remember the first, I remember the Yungaman, I remember getting a program, guy with Lamish jumping up and down. I remember as a kid. I mean, with the welfare program, stuff like that. All these programs. The food stamps, stuff like that, and all those. Your shoes, eyeglasses, people say, I don't know. But uh, you don't live rich. You know, it doesn't afford you a rich lifestyle. But, uh, but it makes it help, definitely helps. Now, now they're cutting all these modeling programs. Work study, they're cutting. All, every kailah lives in work study. Every yeshiva lives in work study. They want to cut them. They cut it. They want to cut it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I understand. That's one of the programs, but you know, but uh, Hashem wants to burden the shifted. One effective learning. But it'll shift. Hashem prepared enough rich people who have an understanding of Hashivas Vatayra, they're going to have to carry the burden. People that are wealthy, anything. Chaim explained this is the reason where Hashem gets everybody on board. He gets every yid, even the yid who's not learning, even the yid who's not growing. He gets him a chalik in the Torah by creating a balance. He creates a need, creates a well, and the well has to feed the need. If they understand right now that it's very important to, to support, they're supporting. Yeah, so I think you don't have to support. They think it's, they can get by without me. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a training. You get trained in. You don't, you know, start writing big checks out unless the person gets trained in. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a, a Apollo meeting. They raise the Mamash, 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 three million dollars in Apollo meeting in Lakewood. And I said, I'm believe What? At a parlor meeting. 25 gvirim got together. 
They were? Yeah, each one had a, had a kick in money. Right. $3 million. Serious, serious, serious buckaroos. But uh, one get more, one get less, and mm-hmm. but uh, to have that feeling, understanding that you have to write out checks, a million dollars a year, a few million dollars a year. You know, we're not talking about little. You're really carrying a burden. You're going, you know, way and beyond. No one grew up thinking he's going to be that million dollar supporter. You know what I mean? It's not a one-time thing. They come to your sukkahs, they come to your Pesach, and they call you in the middle. There's <laughs> Rashiva calls you, not Rashiva calls you. And there's always something Claudius Yisrael that's coming up. Okay. Zakta Eli Gemara. I have a question on the uh, yeah. circuit. 